So what, we watch anime So what, we play League We're just having fun We don't care who sees So what, we stay in It don't bother me Living young, pale and nerdy Hello and welcome to the Reaton Entertainment Podcast Episode 61 for July 3rd, 2016 With me this week we have Parallax Abstraction, also known as Jerry Corcoran. Yellow. We have Andrew Aroa McFain. I'm actually here this time. Yeah. And we have Connor Nemesis, Cyberpunk Monk, Douchebag, Besh. Why is my name always last? Seriously, or, 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 something. or what What was it's it that the they most put called you? memorable ones you say last. Yeah. What was it that they called you at work? Boosh? Yeah, so I started a new job, and I I see why it happened, because I was going through all the old emails. Uh, when they signed me up there, the person before me's name starts with B-U, or sorry, the person after me is B-U, it's alphabetical. So they must have been copying it all down, and when they typed in one person's name, or so, I don't know, but my name was B-U, and the response after that is, all right, got it, I'll print stuff out. The next email is, wait, hold on, his name is Connor Besh. And then, like, two days later, the response is, oh. Mm-hmm. That's all. <laughs> yeah, so I, I ended up pulling it out and just writing over it with a black Sharpie or a permanent <laughs> marker or whatever. But I'm still waiting for them to print me another one. That's, uh, that's lovely. I, I like that. Um, so let's, let's start out. So because we called your name last, what games have you been playing, Connor? I'm playing Omnibus right now. This game's great. Okay. Ah, uh, yes. Um, well, other than that, I don't know. I, I haven't been really playing video games. I've been reading a lot lately. Um, I'm trying to, like, become the master of Shadowrun. Oh, good. To do that, I need to really know how mm-hmm. to play. Um, and what about you, Parallax Abstraction? What games have you been playing? Um, I played a fair amount of stuff this week, actually. I, I did a sort of a live stream first impressions of three different games on Friday because it was Canada Day here, so I had the day off. Um, but I played uh, uh, Duskers, Pharaonic, and Breached uh, for about, eh, I guess, about an hour each that day. I played Pharaonic for a while before that because I had to... Um, it took a little while to prep for it, but all those games were pretty cool in their own way. Duskers is really, really good. Um, it's like a weird robot. Uh, it's it's kind of like a combination of FTL and like a uh, like a more top down tactics game that takes place in basically what looks like a DOS UI. It's uh, it's and apparently it's got a story to it that you uncover as you go, but it's. Uh, it's really, really interesting. I played that. That one's up on my channel now. And uh, Pharaonic went up today, which is Pharaonic's by... Did you... I can't remember, Reeton. Did you ever play Ziggurat? I did not play Ziggurat. I think I watched you play it, though. Yeah, it's a really good uh, roguelike that I played a lot of. It's like a first-person spellcasting game. This is by that same developer. And uh, it's basically... It's unapologetically a Dark Souls-like game, but it takes place entirely in 2D. So it plays... It plays a lot like the really old school, like DOS Prince of Persia games, me- combined with Dark Souls. It's, I actually think uh, it's kind I, of hard to explain. Hmm? I, I think I watched you play that today. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, yeah there's I, I have the vod of that that went up today as well, and it's uh, 
it's ridiculously hard like a dark souls game is but it's uh if you like that kind of game it's uh it's that with a lot of 2d mechanics to it it's actually surprisingly well done it was in early access for a while but i didn't hear about it until it came out uh and uh yeah it's it's uh it's surprisingly good and it's got like this sort of more what well, takes place in egypt and it's got like a much more colorful sort of cartoony art style to it that uh that I really liked. So that was good too. And, and breached is this weird sci-fi. Um, it's mostly an exploration game, I think, but there's like, there are enemies you have to avoid and like resources you have to collect and stuff. You're like somebody who uh, crash lands on a planet and you're like, you're basically trapped in your ship, but you still have the ability to control uh, like drones out in the world. Uh it's really weird. I didn't get too far into it, but you're like limited. You have a certain number of days in which you can get your ship repaired. It's uh, you really got to watch that one to understand it. That VOD is going up, I think on, on Monday and uh, it's only five bucks, which is interesting. And yet apparently it's four to five hours long and it looks gorgeous. It's absolutely incredible. Um, which uh, in terms of its look, I don't really know what to think of it yet as a game, but uh it's very interesting anyway. And it's, it's, you know, it's kind of a weird sci-fi thing, which I always like. Um, and yeah, I played and finished mirror's edge catalyst this week, which I'm probably going to have a review of on geekbravado.com in the next day or two. Um, it's going to be a video review really, or, or just, a, well, no, it's going to be a, it's going to be a written one that has like one of my, like, like, you know, audio companions to it where I just do a, an audio version of it probably. But, uh, it started out really good and then by the end was pretty disappointing. I uh, was hoping to get a fair bit more out of a Mirror's Edge sequel than that offered, which is too bad. Uh, and uh, yeah, and I started Uncharted 4 yesterday, which I'm probably about 40% through, which uh, I'm liking so far, but good God, does it have the longest, slowest opening ever. Uh, that it's almost like the, the first... I would say two hours of it are almost Kojima-esque in terms of how many and how long the cutscenes are. Uh, uh, oh, well, if it's only two hours, that's just one cutscene. <laughs> well, and that's the thing, but it, but the, at least, it, but it's not, they're not crazy like Kojima cutscenes are, which is what makes that, you know, his stuff kind of compelling. Like, I'm someone who really likes Metal Gear Solid, but I like it because it's insane, whereas this isn't really. It's just kind of a lot of boring exposition and, like, you know, look, these characters are real people. They're just like you. And I'm like, yeah, but that's not interesting. But uh, once you get past that so far, it's been it's been a lot of fun. I mean, if you don't like Uncharted, this won't change your mind at all. But uh, but it's uh, it still plays really well. And it's uh, probably one of the best looking games ever. Oh, well, that's yeah. I mean, I've seen gameplay footage. Uh, somebody that I'm kind of friends with on Discord. Uh, he's in the same group that I'm in, I think. He, I, I watched him play it a bit, and it was pretty okay. It wasn't great, mm -hmm. but it was okay. Um, yeah. And is that everything? Is that all you played? Yeah, it's quite a bit. Yeah, I played a, I played a fair bit, and I, I wanted to play some Overwatch this week and didn't get a chance, but I might do that this evening. Well, I would like to play that with you then, if you mm -hmm. do. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, yeah, I might a little see bit uh, a bunch of guys from my work are playing it, so I might see if there's a if there's a, a crew of them around tonight too. We'll we'll see. So basically, what he's saying is that he doesn't want to play with us, Connor. Oh no, well, I'm just saying we, make a bigger, we could probably make a bigger game. group. <laughs> oh okay, and a role won't play it either because he sucks. Hmm. I, I don't play video games. Yeah. So what games have you played this week, Aroa? Um, mainly just just cost three. Um. 
And that was mostly just from last week. Uh, you know what game you should play? What should I play? You know what game you should play. Is it, is it Undertale? It's Undertale. You should yeah, definitely play Undertale. I want to finish it. You, you know you know me, though. I know. Um, I really wish I could get you motivated to play that game because I'm never going to play it. Yeah. I, it's a good game, but it's not one that I think I could sit down and actually just play and beat. I, I don't know why. I mean, uh, I, can, I can get that. I will say that the fact that it is an RPG is the worst part of the game. Um, you don't like I, RPGs? No, he doesn't. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't like. I don't like that kind of RPG, because the, nope. the problem is that it has it has random battles every ten feet, and it's just repetitive. Not like um, you do a genocide run. After a while, it just stops showing up. Do they really? Oh, I, see. Yeah, I didn't it, know that. I didn't know. Enter combat, and it'll just say, "But nobody came." Ha! Huh. Oh, is it? Is it? Um, so it's similar to Earthbound. In that sense, I mean, it isn't Earthbound. Uh, well, it was... the game's inspired by Earthbound. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah. I think Toby it origin- originally yeah. made uh, Earthbound bots. Yeah, but um, they did with Earthbound. Yeah. If you get to a certain level, like it'll flash, like you're going to get into a fight, and then be like, "You defeated the enemy." Oh mm-hmm. yeah, I guess it is kind of like that. Yeah, but yeah, I, I'm the doing. The run is literally you murdered the whole world, so there's no one to fight you. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I am. Uh, I'm doing a pseudo sort of peaceful run right now. I'm doing kind of like how I did uh, mass effect where I'm just doing whatever I feel like is the, is what I would do. I always, then, I always wind up neutral in mass effect. If I do that. Or yeah. Well, the, the problem is even if you do a peaceful run, um, you still get the neutral ending no matter what oh. uh, on your first playthrough. So I feel mm-hmm. I, I figure it doesn't really matter as long yeah. as I don't kill any innocent people. I don't care. Right. Are you going to play through every single ending? I do want to do that. Yeah, I the- probably won't record like all of the I, I'm I'm probably going to start cutting out the battles after the first fight with an enemy because they're so repetitive. Oh, yeah, like, that makes sense to it to a detriment. And uh, granted, I'm somebody that doesn't like RPGs with random battles, but it's still just tedious because i'm only there for the story yeah um honestly undertale is a good one i uh i cried the manliest of tears and very rarely does a video game get me that attached to it right i haven't i hear it's a good game and i've seen people review it and talk about it like in a a, the completionist did a whole completionist thing on it but uh, I don't know if I can get in. Like, I tried to for like two hours, and then I just kind of threw it down. I don't know. I'm That's weird. I did a. I was kind of like you. I I did a, a one playthrough of Undertale, and like I understood why people liked it, and I certainly recognized the craft behind it, and and the crazy stuff that uh, that guy managed to do with the tools he had. But yeah, after I finished it once, I was kind of like, yeah, I know there's more you can do, but yeah, I don't feel like it. So uh, the games that I've been playing is, uh, unless Aroa had anything else, which I don't think he did. Uh, uh, not really, no. Yeah. So I played uh, a little bit of Overwatch today, uh, Rocket League, and I played a little bit of that uh, Dead by Daylight game. That's supposed That's, to be pretty oh, good. Yeah. Uh, I like the, it. Uh, the like uh, the like teenage horror got to run away thing. Yeah. See, mm-hmm. I like it, but the uh, well, it's hide and seek. That's what it is. 
Yeah. Uh, but the problem I have with it is that while you can kill your friends mode, you can't actually like go co-op with a friend. Like you can't be like four survivors that are all on a team. You, you just go about? into random battles. What are you? What are so you, you talking about? You can't party up as survivors. No, you can't. You can't in matchmaking. No. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm true. saying. You can't go in yeah. matchmaking and and party up. That's one. Sorry if I confused you. Yeah. I feel like uh, uh, the correct response to that is just fuck matchmaking, though, right? Well, <laughs> although the problem though is that like somebody's got to play the killer, and yeah. that's well, kind of well. Here's the thing. So if it's just like myself and Aroa, and we want to play the game together. I have to be the killer and he's the person being hunted. It's just 1v1. There's no way I can that we can just join up and join another group of people. Just have more friends. I'm sorry, my friends suck. Game at the same time. It's just that easy. <laughs> yeah. And, the, and it doesn't help much that like the game it, it, it has a very limited appeal, I think. I don't think there are a whole lot of people that are going to want to play the game in the first place. So right. getting getting your more casual friends to get a game like that yeah. isn't isn't the easiest thing. I also I don't I, I don't I don't know. I feel like the game has very limited appeal in the first place because see I was hoping you were gonna say that the killers were all very similar because that's the problem I have with the game. Well they are, but my my main thing is that, that I can't have friends that join me, so yeah, that is that is really dumb. And also, you have to you have to play online to upgrade your characters. Yeah, and that even unbalances. Like, if if you were to play five player uh, just with your friends, uh, if one of you actually actively plays the matchmaking, then that person's going to have an advantage over the others. Right, um, and that's kind of dumb. Another game I played was I had an interview on Tuesday. That's fun for a new job. Did you beat the boss. Yeah. Uh, no. I'll find uh, out next. I'll find out. Style? Yeah, I'll find out next week if I got through the pa- the first level. So. So this is a different interview than the last one you did. Yeah. So like, this one is like... for a law firm. Oh. Okay. And all it is is basic maintenance for computers. Like, you're just your help desk. And you fix people. You've set down, you know, small fires, and you don't. There's no servers on site. They're all managed by like a server company that <laughs> manages all the servers. So it's it's like my job except for with less responsibility and more pay probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have a we have few clients like that where they have an IT guy on site, but they call us for some of the bigger the bigger stuff that they that they do. Right, and one of the things yeah. that um. I, I I was going through the interview questions, and one question I just had to pause and just stare at the person for a few seconds. He asked me, "Do you know how to troubleshoot hardware?" But you be more specific. <laughs> and I was just like, uh, "Like microwaves, or what well, are you talking about here?" Well, well, I knew he was talking about computers, but I just looked at him like, y- y- "Yes, yes, yes, I do." <laughs> That's the correct answer to that question. Don't ask for more specifics. Just be like, yes, whatever hardware you have, I shall troubleshoot it. Yeah. So I, I just I thought that was funny because it's like I, I work I've worked an IT job for a year and a half doing help desk support where I go around and fix computers all day. 
and he asked me, do you know how to fix computers? Yeah, yes, I know how to fix computers. Thanks. Yes. I mean, job. to be fair, I mean, it's still insane, but to be fair, yeah, the, I, I have seen IT departments where literally if they run into anything that is not software related, it's called the manufacturer. Oh, so Connor. So that's actually <laughs> the, the IT at the place <laughs> I work at is is like that because we had we had a laptop that wouldn't start up. Like it would, it would go to where it was trying to boot into Windows, and then it would just get stuck every time. And they were like, "Can it boot into safe mode?" No. Uh, I don't know. Send it back to HP. Yep. And there are some companies that have agreements like that with Dell or HP or whoever. Were like, "Yeah, if they if they're if they're they're reasonably certain it's not a software problem, it's just don't touch it. Call them; they'll send a dude." You know what the solution was? A system restore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like system restore yep. is the next step. <laughs> yeah, they they yep. didn't do that. They just jumped to I don't know the warranty. Oh, it's working. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it it's might like, have <laughs> taken me. It, it might have taken a while for me to like get to the system restore point because I'm kind of stubborn. But that's yeah, what I did too. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm not I'm not supposed to be IT at where I work, but I am anyway because I want to be, and mm-hmm. that's that's what happened was it it was like, it took me maybe 45 minutes to try a bunch of other random stuff. And then I went, all right, fine system restore. And that fixed it. And this was after (laughs) our actual paid it people said, now that person just doesn't get to work for a couple days while we send that back to HP. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty ridiculous. (laughs) At, I've, uh, you I've guys gotten very good at deploying images in the two weeks that I've worked at this place. Now, what type of <laughs> what type of server do you, do do you have like an image server, like a fog server that you go through? Um, we just use a uh, SCCM. Oh, okay. Like, okay. Super easy. Yeah. I yeah. think hit the, the button, hit go, come back in two hours, done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My my uh, boss really likes um. Uh, fog servers. We haven't actually implemented one, but the reason he likes it is because it's free. <laughs> so, nice. <laughs> so uh, we're kind of cheap. But uh, I also played. Uh, I got a seventy-five cent raise. So that's Hey-day. nice. Yay! Raises. That adds up. Like, that adds so, up over time. <laughs> it does. Just remember us at the bottom when you're on your yacht. Okay, yeah. I will. I will. The Reet, uh, the, the, yeah, the official Reeton Entertainment, uh, Reeton Entertainment yeah. content yacht. <laughs> I, you know, if I could, if if somehow Reeton Entertainment like blew up and I got a decent amount of money, I would buy a quote yacht and put it in my bathtub. Podcast in international waters. It's the only way to do it. <laughs> that would be awful <laughs> and cost way too much money. <laughs> yeah, probably. You uh, need so- a satellite. So let's move into some stories here. We're going to talk about the uh, the Saudi Arabia Sony player here first. It's the second story that's listed where you see it. Um, Sony is screwing over a man because they, they actually reinstated his account. Actually, uh, I wondered how, that, how this ended. Yeah, they ended up re- reinstating his account. But his name is Jihad. And Literally J I H A D, like spelt the same way the whole bit. Yeah, and I think his his uh PlayStation account name was like I Jihad or something like that. Yes, yeah. it was. <laughs> and which of course, I mean, and to for be seven fair, years no less. <laughs> yeah, for seven years, but and and I I understand why they would why would they would do this, but 
it was still kind of hilarious. So they decided to uh, take down his account because his name was Jihad, which uh, hol- it means holy war. Is that what it means? Yeah. Well, okay. it's used for that. But actually, this article talks about that a little bit or with a quote from the guy himself. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. Um, he basically um, says here, he says, before you hate on me, please remember 26 years ago, this shit was not like this. It's I've been named based on the true non-religious meaning of the word, which is struggling and putting an effort into doing something noble, good, and highly valued. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so uh, now Jihad, obviously, uh, people are using it for nefarious things. But mm-hmm. uh, so Sony decided to take down his account and which took away all of it. he couldn't even play like he couldn't even play his games offline could he like the digital content that he no it locked him out of, it locked him out of all his licenses um got his, all of his trophies taken away and all that jazz now they have actually reinstated his account um but and they had him switch the name to something else but because Sony doesn't have a proper way of actually switching someone's name and pulling all That's their trophies. That's exactly what I was going to bring up. <laughs> yeah. They said, uh, he says at the end, my trophies will have sinking problems and could disappear. Friends are gone and social communication is deleted. Uh, okay. So they basically gave him a new account and moved all his licenses to it. But Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which yeah. I don't know why they don't just have a, yeah, just change your name. Like it can't it's be that funny. hard. People, literally since the dawn of PSN, people have been asking for that. And Sony keeps saying we're working on it, but it's really hard to do. And I'm like, it's databases. Why is it that hard to do? <laughs> it's, it has to have, it has to be something that they fucked up from the very beginning. Yeah. It's something like, like ID. It's their primary key being their name or something like that. Yeah, it, it literally must be tied exactly to something it. that is encrypted or otherwise difficult to change. Because I, I look at this, and admittedly, I ain't no DBA or nothing, but I look at this and go, it's a field in the database. Why is it so hard to deal with? Yeah. But yeah, there there must be some way. Quick question. Did Connor's microphone just go to shit for anyone else? It sounds like he's using a webcam mic all of a sudden. Webcam mic? I mean, but I was using a webcam mic earlier. Is it? Is it still dookie? It, uh, it's, it's a little, little better. better now. Yeah, yeah. I think, okay. I think it was a. I think it was a bandwidth issue. All right. Yeah, I think it just robotic. Uh, cool. yeah. So, uh, wh- what do you guys think about this? Do you think that he should have had, like, should he have had his name deleted or like, if it was deleted when it got brought back? Do you? Th- I think that he should have just been able to keep his original name. I think they let him keep it for seven years, and at that point, you if you didn't deal with it before then, then it's kind of, you know, it's like, well, it's your fault at that point. And yeah, if it's his legit real name and he can send them like a photo of a driver's license or something that says, look, this is my real name, then yeah, he in, to me, that means he's no longer breaking the terms of service. Right. Like, this, this is kind of insane to me because, like, my name's Nathan, which, is, which translates to, like, a gift of oh, God. Are. No, it, it translates like <laughs> gift of God or a gift from God or something like that. And if I had an account somewhere and it happened to be owned by some other country that was like, oh, we don't believe in God, so uh, you you need to change your name. I'd be like, what the fuck, really? And yeah, or, you know, in our native language, Nathan means mass murderer or something. Yeah, which you know, <laughs> trust me, it'll happen. But <laughs> um. I'm just saying, like, this is just stupid. It's slightly offensive to me that they would be like, nope, can't have your name as your 
name on PSN because of some arbitrary thing that other people are doing. So it's all if you so don't we're blaming let him keep you for his it. name. The terrorists win. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think what they should have done, you know, I, 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 I think kind of. I think blocking the account after it had been permitted for seven years is kind of ridiculous in and of itself. Cause it's not like people didn't know what jihad was back in 2009, but I think even if they did block it because maybe a robot caught it or it caught it because people reported him or something like that. But if that's the case, then if they should have, they should have just gone, if he went, this is my real name. They should have just gone, prove it. He sends a, a picture of his driver's license and they go, Oh, all right then. Yeah. That, that should have been the end of it. That's how it should have been. Um, yeah, just so yeah, you know, that's pretty ridiculous. If, and if, the, the fact that they can't change it easily. And now he's, you know, he, now he's stuck with this kind of, you know, half crippled account is. Yeah, that's pretty ridiculous. Like, at least on Xbox Live, they could have changed the name and just changed it. And that would have been it. Yeah. And if Jihad wants to start an account and read entertainment and comment, we would totally let you do that and not have to change your name. You could you yes, could start as many jihads. Call as yourself I jihad. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's move on to another uh, thing. We're actually this is going to be I think the third one on there, uh, and it has to do with the mod. We normally don't talk about mods on the Re Entertainment Podcast because I don't really mod games very much, but this one was just too good not to talk about. Uh, a, a community member has let out a mod for Left for Dead Two. And what it does is it changes all the apocalyptic uh, text on the walls that you can read to Jaden Smith's tweets. <laughs> Which uh, fit remarkably well. Yeah, so I'll just go through of them, uh, through a couple of them with you. Uh, one of them is Keep Calm and Drop a Song. Uh, Kurt, <laughs> Kurt Cobain is still alive. He lives inside the souls of the youth. No, no pain, no gain. Young Kurt Cobain. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, guys, I put this, put out this weird thing called an album. My my mom likes it. <laughs> if you haven't, like, I don't. If you, I don't actually. Actually, Jane Smith left Twitter at one point. I don't know if he's still there or not. But I know when he was there, like, following his account was just. If you were ever having a bad day, you could just scroll through that and just have the madness perk you up. It was great. Oh, totally, man. Realize, realize, realize. Oh yeah. Um, this is, a, I mean, this is this is a, a great idea for a mod because it's probably, you know, it probably wasn't that that hard to make, but and also it's just it's one of those mods that only makes a subtle change to the game, but one that fits because like the stuff he posts on Twitter is so ridiculous. You could totally see a madman scrawling that on a, on a wall in his own blood in the post-apocalypse. <laughs> Metaphorically like... speaking, what if I had an exclusive song by my favorite artist and I was going to drop it tonight? What would you say? Michael, Sarah, please help me finish my album. What? How is that? Metaf how do you say that metaphorically? Yeah. Uh, I don't think I don't he knows know. what that word means. <laughs> the, the album is humanity. <laughs> I, I think the the best one is how can Jeez. mirrors be real if our eyes aren't real? Yeah, I loved that what? so much. That I, fits. I just... It that's the perfect one for this one. <laughs> so, oh, oh man. man, sometimes sometimes mods are pretty awesome. Like uh, 
I know that Skyrim had the Macho Man mod, which was awful, but I loved it oh, because yeah. it was Macho, the Macho, Macho Man, Man mod great too. and the Thomas the Tank Engine mod were both yep. really good. Yeah. So what are your guys' favorite mods in video games? Do you have any? Uh, the Doom 2 mod that replaces the map with the uh, hotel from Seinfeld. I don't know why I said hotel. I meant to say apartment. That's a pretty fun one. In terms of goofy mods, I haven't really used that many of them. I mean, t- probably two of my favorite mods, which are rather significant mods, were uh, uh, Clone Bandits for Unreal Tournament 2004, which was uh, an awesome... Um, that was that was a, an awesome sort of a... It was like a... It wasn't really like a Capture the Flag game. It's hard to explain what it was, but uh, yeah, that was really good. And it was funny because you were talking about um, that, that sort of hide-and-seek game, though. A game that we, my friends and I really loved was a Half-Life mod called The Hidden, which was kind of like that, except oh, yeah. uh, except people could actually kill the thing that was pursuing them. Um, and it was, uh, that, that mod was so good. I played a lot of hours of that. Those are probably two of my favorite, like, straight-up mods that I can think of. But yeah, in terms of funny ones, I haven't used too many of them, but this this is one of the better ones I can think of. Yeah, uh, I don't really do mods, so... For, for TF2, not TF2, oh yeah, TF2 too as well, but uh, Left 4 Dead 2 had some pretty funny ones. Uh, two summers yeah. ago, pretty much instead of doing any work, we just land partied TF2 in the, uh, the IT office, and we decided we'd play with a couple mods, like the character creation ones, or replacement ones, I mean. Uh, one of the ones that stood out to me, though, replaced the tank with Shrek. And it would play yes. Smash Mouth whenever he showed up. Instead yes. of being sure. That was so good. That, that, that was pretty good. amazing. That's good. Uh, yeah. I I remember I played the Helm's Deep mod for Left 4 Dead 2. That was pretty okay. I think you played that with us. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. I did. Yeah. Helm's Deep, like Lord of the Rings? Yeah. yeah. It was actually yeah. It was a survival map, and you started out on top of the on top of the wall, and you gunned you gunned down the zombies as they were running, and eventually they would hit some explosive barrels that were up against the wall and blow a hole in it. So then you had to fall back, and and fight them on the ground. Like it was really cool and really fun. Yeah, I think did they make that official at some point or no? Um, I don't think so. I think like. I think it was just that they added the. I think they added the option where you could play unofficial maps in the, in the actual server. Uh, oh, okay. Cycle. Makes sense. Makes sense. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I, and I, and every time I play uh, Fallout or or uh, one of the basically one of the Bethesda RPGs, I tend to go and download like the the top 10 or 15 mods from Nexus mods that uh, tend to just make the game a fair bit better. But n- none of those are are usually pretty significant. They're just, you know, they're sort of quality of life improvements for the most part. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And they make one they of the, make I know there's a couple everything. of, I've been meaning to go back to these. I know there's some guys who have made some like massive, like total conversion mods for uh, Skyrim and uh, other things like that, that are literally like basically entirely new games that yeah. are just happen to be done in those engines. And those are apparently amazing. Those are just those things where I'm like, yeah, one day I'll have time for that. <laughs> right. <laughs> when I'm uh, dead. <laughs> or when you retire or something, you know. Yeah, pretty much. Um, when I, I make my millions and I can spend all day playing video games. Yeah, usually when a Bethesda game comes out, I'll get like uh, there for a while, like with uh, Fallout 3 and New Vegas and then Skyrim. They only allowed you to access like two gigs of RAM or something like that. 
with the game. Mm -hmm. So I would download the mod that would uh, enable you to be able to access more RAM, which is you need. Uh, and then usually just graphics mods to make it look a little prettier. That's about it. Yeah, yeah graphics mods, the uh, the unofficial patches, those yeah. are usually a godsend. Um, yeah. Thankfully, in Skyrim and now in Fallout Four, they actually do have sixty-four bit binaries, so they got pat they got over the whole uh, two gig limit thing, which is nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's move on and talk about. G2A. Now, G2A we've spoken about before. Um, it's kind of a not very reputable site. It's very, very shady. Uh, mm -hmm. Just so you know, if you're, you're thinking about using G2A, there's an alternative called Green Man Gaming that, <laughs> <laughs> that you should definitely Deals use. Deals aren't necessarily below. quite as good because it's not auction-based, but yeah, they usually... They've had some controversies, but usually their stuff is legit. Yeah. Uh so anyway, going on, G2A, I bought stuff from them before, like $30 for a year of Xbox Live and stuff like that, mm. where they ma they email you a picture of the code. Mm -hmm. yep. That's how eBay used to work, too, before they they officially at least banned that. Uh, no, they still do it. Oh, I, I know at one point, maybe they changed that. At one point, eBay banned the sale of, of digital goods through their service. Maybe so, they allow it again so now. So what they do, what they do to circumvent it is that, like, they still send you something. They send you, like, a postcard, but they oh. also email you the code. <laughs> oh, okay. So they're like, we are sending you a physical thing later, wink. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, but G2A was in some controversies because of how not legit they are and how they're basically most likely using stolen codes a lot of the time. Well, it's so the, the thing that, the thing that it is, is it's not so much that they use stolen codes, though they probably do that too. It's usually codes purchased in bulk with stolen credit cards. Yeah. Um, uh, which then get charged back after they've been sold and used and which the developer has to eat the resort, yeah. the result yeah. of. Um, yeah. Also, like, uh, I know that when I got The Witcher 3 from there, I got a code from the GOG for the God Galaxy or whatever, and mm -hmm. it said, thank you for getting your free uh, redemption code for Witcher 3. So basically, somebody bought one of the uh, like the, the graphics cards that had Witcher 3 included with it. Yep. And, yeah. and either... that's okay. Those are an okay use of that service because those are cards where the money was done up front, right? Right, right. Somebody already got theirs from that, you know, but what it's been used for a lot is not only this, but also uh, YouTubers who will get like free review codes and then try to turn around and or request free review codes from developers and then turn around and sell them rather than do any coverage. Oh, yeah, those you know, assholes. That's not a bad idea. Which yes, is, it is. <laughs> don't, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> I, have le I have legitimately used all the review codes that I've gotten. I have never, I have never tried to resell them. Did you get through your but... backlog? A uh, good chunk of it. That Friday stream I did got through a good piece of it. I still have a couple more, but uh, they're they're for older titles, so it's not as urgent. Um, so now G2A is actually allowing developers to sign up for royalties. Is that is yeah? That what I've, it's I've well. Heard? So what it is, it's it's 
it's frustrating because they're not fixing the problem. Like they're still not doing anything about the fact that they turn a blind eye to people putting keys on their service by illegitimate means what they're now allowing develop rather than cracking down on that what they're saying to developers is if you want to register with us we'll make sure that you get a 10 percent commission on any keys for your product that are sold through our service which compared to the chargebacks and everything else the developers are enduring is a tiny pittance that really does nothing to help them it's right. it's g2a trying to save face without actually doing anything not yeah. to mention, in a way, uh, like this article was updated to to say, you're basically becoming an accomplice in in their scheme. Yeah. At that point, if you're making money off of this, and uh, I remember there was, I think it was a Kotaku article, one of their rare instances of actual journalism, uh, talked about how they tried to track down the origin of a key that they bought on. I think it was Kingwin. Which is basically the same thing the as G two A, but smaller. Yeah. Um, they tried to track down where the key came from, and it jumped through like three different people, and it made it back to some anonymous Russia-based guy, who no said, kidding. "Who who said I really am not at liberty to say where I got the key." So, oh. so Comrade, I cannot discuss where key come from. Yeah, <laughs> like these sites are unbelievably shifty and. Um, a and they operate, thing. you know, it's no coincidence that they all operate out of countries in Asia that have basically no respect for copyright yeah. law. Well, and, yeah. and a, a big thing that they make their money off of isn't even necessarily the the keys themselves, but it's the they, protection money. <laughs> yes, they they make you pay a little bit extra to basically if if your key doesn't work whenever you go to use it, then they'll give you your money back because they don't take a hit on that. It's the guy that, that gave them the key in the first place. that takes the hit on it. Yeah. They still it's get the $2 for protection, protection racket. Yeah. Like, and it blows, this is the thing that blows my mind. And like, I've seen a few YouTubers that I really trust talking about this. Cause this has been a, you know, was a big deal, obviously. And the thing that, that blows my mind is, yeah, is how many people go right along with this like this is literally a place that's saying if we sell you a product that is defective we'll make sure you get your money back if you pay us more and i'm like in any if any other company did that they'd be raked over the coals because that's not how commerce is supposed to work if you're sold something that doesn't work you get your money back it, you don't have to pay extra for that but right. people happily do that it's <laughs> it blows my freaking mind well, it, I mean, yeah, if Amazon did that, we, like Amazon would be, the, people would be bitching about Amazon. Because if somebody, yeah. because, you know, they have, they have a pretty good return policy on Amazon, actually. But if somebody. Yeah, no, if, they do, yeah. If they were like, okay, if you buy this item and it, it goes to you defective, pay $3 more and we'll make sure that you, you'll get the money back. What? Mm. No. <laughs> Fuck you, Amazon. This I'm is not go elsewhere. how, no. <laughs> Um, like no. it's, it's literally them going, you know, you give me a little off the top here and maybe I'll make sure you have, you have a good experience. You know what I'm and saying? Also the fact that it makes them, <laughs> I find it very funny and also probably a big whoops on their part when they actually said in the statement that they want the developers to be accomplices in it. Because really what this also is, is them saying, Hey, we'll give you a little bit of money off the top. And by the way, by doing this, you not only probably can't sue us for doing this act, but you also would look like a massive hypocrite if you tried. 
Yep. So it's basically trying to get to give the developers a little bit of money to basically say, hey, now you can't do any, you know, now you can't do anything about it because, you know, you okayed it. Uh. So and it's yeah, I, I hope no one no one buys into that nonsense. And right. I, I hope it looks like a lot of developers are seeing it for the, the BS that it is. And I, I, I hope that's the case because, yeah, it's have any of you actually bought something from G2A? I have bought, I think, maybe three games total. Um, one was a long time ago. Uh, the other one was coincidentally just cost three, but that was mainly because I refused to pay $60 for it. And I felt terrible afterwards because the steam sale started and it was $30 on steam. (laughs) Um, and then, uh, as part of buying just cost three, uh, they were like, Hey, you want to pay us $2 and you get a random steam key worth $20 or more. And I was like, would you like that's another thing you look at those things and you're like how the hell do you afford to make that work if you're using legitimate products (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. well those those i can guarantee are like because it was a random indie game so that was a bundle key i bet yeah Yeah. that's exactly what like humble bundle yeah somebody paid a dollar they actually did ban people being able to sell there but like they don't know where the keys come from so they can say hey you can't do that but they have no way of knowing if someone is exactly really lip service you know i've i've kind of gotten after reading about all this stuff um to the point kind of where i am with uh with piracy and that's that i've i've made i've made myself a promise that i'm not going to pirate any indie games and i'm not going to buy any indie games from a place like this if it's an overpriced triple a game and i'm like they're not gonna miss that that $30 $30 or $60, then I, I have a lot harder time caring. Well, and the thing is, right, actually a lot of the developers have come out and said that it's actually better for them if you pirate their game rather than if you get it from a place like G2A, because if you pirate the game, they don't make any money that they otherwise rightly should be, but they're also not losing any money. Whereas in many cases, if you buy a key from G2A that was bought with a stolen credit card that was then charged back, it actually costs them money for you yeah. to play their game. So they exactly. are actually saying like Tiny Build, who was the publisher that started this fruit for all with them basically said, if you're, if you're, if you literally, you refuse to buy our game legit and your only options in your head are this or piracy, please pirate our games. Yeah. Wow. What they said, which I was like, that's just, it's fucked up that someone has managed to come up with something that's literally worse for developers than piracy. But well, yeah. Well, here's the thing because they're not, so with G2A, they're not making any money. Uh, when they sell the game but you know like what i mean is piracy they're not making any money with g2a they're not making any money but g2a is making money so yeah and that's also bullshit that's why i've called it effectively a criminal enterprise because like the only people they're the only people profiting and not the people who are actually selling the product in question and the thing is even if because it's been widely established that their business model is not selling the keys. Like they might make a little bit of profit on the keys here and there, but where it is, because you'll also notice if you go to G2A that they also run the payment processor. So their business model is both getting people to pay for G2A shield, which is the little, you know, the protection money thing, but they also get a cut off of every transaction that goes through their store as well. So their business model is not, is not the selling the product. It's providing the backend services to allow other people to sell the product. And, and yep. wh- who's to say that if I do get the protection thing and I buy a game from G2A 
and then I use the key and it works. But then I go back to G2N and say, oh, key didn't work. Give me that, my money I back. I wondered that too, because they can't determine... Maybe they have a way of telling, at least with a Steam key, I think they can tell if it was redeemed or not, so maybe they can do that, or maybe it's like Steam refunds, where they give you the benefit of the doubt, but if you do it too much, they go, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, they, I mean, also, does it really matter right. for them? Because right. if, yeah. if you've already paid for the insurance, like, all they do is just hit back against the, uh, the dude selling the key, and I mean, he's got 100000 more, so... Yeah, right. the people who are making real money on there, and they, there's been sort of insider anonymous testimonials to this, are people who are selling keys, yeah, in bulk by the thousand, and they expect to uh, not they expect to not profit on like well over half of them. But it's kind of like spammers, right? If they if one or two percent of those sales are legit, they've made a pretty good living. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's the whole thing is just un. It, it's it's. The, the whole thing is just fucked up on its own, but it also amazes me when you really sit down and think about this, you're like, it took some very smart and at the same time, like crazy twisted people to come up with, a, to come to figure this way out and actually make it work. <laughs> and also, if you, you know? scroll down on this article, look at that top comment there. Journalist. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's old uh so just so if anyone's listening that's not clicking on the article oh, it's, yeah, it's yeah, oroa it's oroa and it says journalist under yeah under under, under my under my name um, <laughs> I mean, what what the hell else am i gonna call myself you know uh blogger internet fucktard internet war <laughs> or internet warlord <laughs> okay let's let's be let's be fair here what's the difference <laughs> in terms of games journalism i mean really it's true mean, you have know, your fair fair not a, not especially i suppose <laughs> like uh, you have you have maybe two or three people combined between like the major gaming uh journalism sites that are actual journalists and the rest of them are just bloggers particularly yeah. on kotaku that one bitch that just goes top 10 mario levels in mario maker that'll make you want to poop your pants and like or, that's or, the extent or, of her journalism or the people on destructoid that are like talking about how games are sexist and i'm like i don't want to read about this shit oh, on my that's gaming ev- that's news everybody website. <laughs> yeah i'm like yes is. yes games are horribly horribly sexist Whatever. Yeah. I just want to know. When I, my I, next... I I loved I you know I loved women and thought my girlfriend was the greatest person in the world and then I played video games and now I just think they should all die. I don't know how that happened. I know. <laughs> is I your know. is your girlfriend there listening to you? Because you might no, not have a girlfriend. With her dad. <laughs> you might not have a girlfriend for very long if she if she heard you say that. <laughs> I'd probably just get my hangout would probably just go off because she'd be upstairs and she'd just be like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Video games, never mind, dear. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> You've been with her, what, seven years or something, right? Uh, Six. Six. So, okay. yeah. <laughs> um, so let's move on to Nintendo, somebody I've been with for 20 years. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, over 20 years. So Miyamoto over says that they are not following tech trends and they were not uh showing anything about the nx at e3 because they have an idea that they're working on yeah i heard about this there there was theory going around that nintendo and i don't know where this came from but that they were thinking of adding some form of vr to the nx which i'm like 
I don't see how the hell you can do that and not make it cost like 599 US dollars. Yeah, but... I don't I don't see that as being a thing. I doubt it. It's kind of <laughs> along the same lines as whenever people were thinking that the Wii U was going to use cartridges and now they think the NX is going to use cartridges. Nope. Well, you know, I mean maybe they could. Memory costs fucking yeah. nothing. That's that's kind of where I was at because I, I was about to respond to somebody on that. I was like, "Come on, like look at how expensive flash memory." It's not. Wait. It's not <laughs> expensive. Buy like 120 28 gig SD card for like a dollar ninety nine now. Well, not really, yeah. but it's it's it, I mean, it's getting there. But and, cheap. and they would yeah. be they would be buying it in bulk from the car- yeah. from the directly from the company. Well, yeah, they'd so. just be going to SanDisk or whoever and go, we'll take 10 shipping containers worth of cards, please. Yeah, exactly. the way I was thinking about it was like, you look at, they already kind of do that with the 3DS, where yeah. they, they, they already buy a lot of flash memory. And granted, I think the biggest 3DS game is still less than two or three gigs. But flash memory compared to how much it costs to make Blu-ray discs... Um, I mean, or, I would, or whatever Nintendo would make, because they always use their own proprietary well, format. I, yeah, I think the was it. I think the Wii U uses. It's either the Wii U or the Wii uses the same. It was the Wii. They use a dual layer DVD, but they write the disc backwards. And yep. that's Game that's what makes the it. same way. That's how they do it. Is the is it's yeah. It's the the lasers reversed basically. Well, yeah. and uh, the but, Wii U, but that has... still needs its own, you know, production line and all that other jazz. Well, doesn't the Wii U have their own like type of Blu-ray disc, but it only holds like twenty-five gigs or something? Yeah, it's not well, Blu-ray compliant. It's their own spec, basically. Yeah, yeah, but it's basically the same thing. Um, but yeah. and the thing with SD cards as well that would be really cool is, I mean, obviously they would have means to to you know to encrypt them, which could keep them protected for some measure of time. I mean, every console eventually gets cracked. But the thing that would could be cool as well is, depending on the quality of flash memory they would choose to use, could actually make uh, load times very minimal as well. Which I mean. Most Wii U games actually have pretty reasonable load times as it is, but uh, that's because they're know, tiny games. Yeah, they're small games, and they're not pushing the fidelity of other things. So, and they're not loading. You know, the Wii U doesn't have you know eight gigs of RAM that they have to fill up with content. But yeah, it would be very interesting to see. Like they could make stuff uh, potentially perform a lot better too, depending on you know what what class of of memory they chose to use. And obviously, less moving parts, you know, equals smaller console, equals cooler console, equals more energy efficient console. So yeah, well, yeah, I, I was I was actually looking at uh, load times between the average blu-ray disc and like even even a class 10 sd card that isn't like super high speed but like a, a regular like ten dollar 32 gig uh class 10 sd card yeah um a class 10 sd card i think is is a little under 10 megabytes a second and a blu-ray disc is somewhere around eight yeah, so, Blu-rays are slow as shit. <laughs> so here's the thing. I think that now, right now, Nintendo, I think, is making their own discs. Was it probably more expensive than a um, than like just a normal Blu-ray or DVD? But I'm sure it must be. It must be. But it's still prob like even at ten dollars for a thirty-two gig, whatever. Let's say they have to pay half of that, so it'd be five dollars per game that or per whatever uh cartridge that they have I, out 
I mean, I wouldn't think that they would even have to pay that, would they? Because ten dollars is the consumer side cost, right? Right. And Sandisk, that's that's where they make money. Like they don't have anything else. Yeah. Um, they might, I mean, you could be right. Cause right now I think that the stores get about 20%, 20 or 30%. Probably. I could be wrong. Depending um, on the brand. Yeah. And then, you know, there's gotta be like a, a distributor that gets money for it too. So uh, it could be two or $3 for like a 32 or 64 gig SD yeah. card. I mean, it could, it could possibly make their their overall cost to produce games go up by a little bit but looking at all the advantages that you'd have on that media uh particularly in terms of of piracy prevention definitely yeah mm-hmm. um like I, I could i could definitely see it as being a, a possibility and load speed uh, like load times yeah like oh, you'd yeah. have you'd have advantages over other other uh consoles even because the other consoles they don't use ssds like they're still hard drives and, no, and even mean, though they're reading off hard drives they're still slow as molasses with load times oh the xbox yeah. one unless you get a solid state drive or or you oh, can get a uh, you can get like a external hard drive that's 7200 rpms and that's better because they only put a 5400 rpm fucking 500 gig for my edition at least 500 gig same hard as drive the ps4 there. why yeah, same why as the ps4 why 5400? Well, I've ranted about this before. 5400 RPM hard drives, I, I don't know why they're even still used. 7200s are barely any more expensive, and they they make such a difference. I uh, yeah. I hate why? that so many laptops still come with them, too. It drives me freaking crazy. And also, why why are they only 500 gigs? Yeah. Uh, they, they have a terabyte one out now, but... Now? Yeah, yeah but, but why? When like... Out, does it really shave off that much from production costs to use a fucking 500 instead of a terabyte? Like, really? I mean, you know, $10 per unit times how many millions of units sold probably does add up to real money. And in truth be told, I think for, you know, your average consumer who doesn't play that many games a year, they'll probably never fill up a 500 gig. But yeah, they will. They used to have PS4. One? Well, yeah, yeah. The Xbox One. I mean, at least on the PS4, you can just literally swap out the hard drive like you could with a laptop. With the Xbox One, it it just uses storage spaces tech from Windows 10, so all you you can slap in other drives, but you can't change the one that's in it. Um, like on the Xbox One as well. Like I think whenever I started it up for the first time, it only had like 270 gigs free. Well, you had games with yours, didn't you? Not installed, no. Oh okay. Like so I had it just gives you codes. Oh okay. Yeah, I had um I think I had 300 something gigs left. That I mean that might have been like it. High, it like the like, higher end of 300 gigs. It's still a lot off the top that you lose though. And yeah, oh, yeah. the PS4 loses a chunk the chunk for the OS. Well, and part yeah. of the problem is the labeling of the hard drives. And I know you since you're techies, I'm I'm sure you know that. But instead of 500 saying 500 gigs is not really 500 gigs. Yeah, because <laughs> they because they say one gig for a hard drive a gig is 1000 megabytes instead of 1024 which sounds yep. not like a lot but at 500 gigs or a terabyte it makes oh, a big that, difference well that's a problem with uh, that's actually windows's fault uh because they technically measure everything in uh in what is it uh it's not it's not actual like megabytes it's mibibytes 
or something like that. That's but that's not that's not Windows fault. That is the manufacturer's fault. Oh no, that, I'm that saying hard drive that's, manufacturers. That's, that's why the disconnect exists though, is because yeah. of Microsoft uh, doing that. But um yeah, it the I I guess it's just because Windows is that bloated. Uh I don't know because the PS4 runs um BSD and yeah, it does. that's right. Yeah. And it uses a it uses like a web uh, rendering thing for their for their actual operating system, uh, like what you what you see, like so it's it's really compact and really uh, really efficient, and I guess that's that's why because my PS4 has never had any space issues, and I have way more games on there, and then I look at my Xbox One and I have like six games on it, and I've got fifty gigs free. Oh like, wow. We, we yeah, really yeah oddly enough, Xbox One around. games as well, the installed size of them, even if you get like the same game on the PS4 and the Xbox One, the Xbox One version is usually bigger too, which I've never understood why that is. It's bigger yeah. and one's in lower resolution. Halo, yeah, usually. Halo 5 is like 80 gigs or something. Yeah, it is. Which, yeah. which is more than can actually fit on the Blu-ray disc, I think. Yeah, like, don't you need... I, I, they have triple layer blu-rays now they uh not for the oh, consoles they? but i think they oh. do have triple layer ones that have 100 gigs okay i knew that they had i knew that they were using dual layer even on like uh even on the ps3 they're using dual layer. yeah yeah they're using mm-hmm. dual layer uh but i'm just saying that they do have triple layer and then i think quad layer is going to be 125 is that uh, maybe is, am i right here i have no idea i uh, hate blu-ray i hate optical discs they're stupid yeah i i I hate them too but one thing i I think too that i i just thought of as well that i think um is another good sign for why the nx might use sd cards as well is there's been a lot of speculation as well that the nx is actually going to be uh like a hybrid uh home and portable system kind of like a one you know a one machine that does both and obviously if it's going to have a portable component having an optical disc wouldn't make any sense uh, I was what do you r- mean? The PSP was great. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Actually, the PSP. Yeah. I will say I did like the PSP. I enjoyed yeah, my PSP. I, yeah. I, I liked it all right. Yeah, it was it was, it was was cool. But yeah, at the I, same I, time, I, yeah, the, 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 having a spinning disc in a portable device did not make any sense no, at all. No, no. Uh, just so you know, <laughs> I was right. The Blu-ray, uh, they're called Blu-ray XL triple layer discs. Uh, they're 100 gigs, and then also, they have another one which is slightly bigger at 128 gigs. Jeez. Uh, yeah. I, I think Connor is like, I think his microphone flew across the room and he didn't realize it. I'm not what? sure. Am I, am I still screwy? You, no, you, you were, just haven't I, been talking. Well, he tried to say something a minute ago, but it was so quiet that it sounded like he was across the room. Oh, that's embarrassing. Do you have a snowball still, or did you... No, that was my roommates. You have a job now. Get a snowball. I haven't gotten a paycheck yet, and uh, oh. I, I, I just had to get my ice check, so that was four hundred bucks on. Oh, I, I got that. Jesus, what? I had to pay five hundred dollars for my glasses. Fucking hell! Where yep. the hell do you people go to go to Walmart? Jesus. They uh, they um, don't have a. Can't get your gold plated. Uh, can't get your gold plated frames at Walmart. Actually, Walmart here doesn't have uh, an optician anymore. Wow, that's weird. Yeah, yeah they, we don't have it. Either. You guys have like America's Best. 
are those things there? Uh, I don't know. I usually go to the Central Oregon um, Eye Care, I think, and it's expensive. It sucks, and it's expensive. Uh, and, over over here, yeah. we have America's Best, and uh, your eye exam is free, and you pay like I think a hundred and fifty dollars for the lens or for the uh, glasses. Uh, so. you don't have my eyesight. No, Katie. Katie has really terrible eyesight. I think she. I think she paid two fifty. She got two pairs of glasses. Oh, okay. I and might. She, uh, they don't even take her insurance. So oh, like, weird. That was all out of pocket. Well, my insurance is um only good once every two years, so for glasses. So I've got to wait another year to get one. No, that's health insurance, right? Well, it's yeah. Um, if I get that new job, then I'll be able to get it in three months. Which will be nice. Uh, anyway, I'm lucky, that I, I'm lucky that I still don't need glasses yet, but I'm I very likely will before I get the before I get much older. So I'm just waiting for that. So okay. Canada. So who yeah. here? Who here is going to be getting um, uh, the the NX? Did any did any of you oh, are, I, are I you planning on it? I, I will. It's it's a new Nintendo system. I know I'll end up liking it. So, uh, it, uh, you know, even if I don't play it a ton, I know I'll enjoy what I do play on it. So, yeah, I'll I'll be getting it. Uh, Aroa's I'll... stupid, so he'll get it. Well, okay. <laughs> I I'm I'm probably gonna wait this time. Are you? Like, are you? <laughs> well, two, two it depends things. how cool it is. Yeah, I mean that's that's really it because I got burned hard on the Wii U. Yeah, like no good games came people... out for like three years. Well, I was one of the fucking people who was like, I'm sitting out in my car in the Best Buy parking lot at like nine thirty in the morning, and I'm waiting for them to open so I can go in and get my goddamn Wii U. And I did that. I paid it. I paid for it in cash, and. I got mine for Christmas. I was lucky, but <laughs> well, that's the thing. I used my Christmas money. That's what I did. Yeah, and, like I was so pissed off that nothing came out for it. Nothing, and even now, like it's still the best console because I'm a PC gamer. But like that's not saying a whole lot, you mm. know. They, it has... I played a plenty on it that made me happy. I got it, but yeah, I agree. It took a yeah. while to get there. Yeah, <laughs> it, like now there are maybe five or six games where I'd be like, if you can get a Wii U for like less than two hundred dollars, I legit think that it's worthwhile to play all of those games, like Splatoon. And if you yeah. never played Twilight Princess, playing the HD remake is fantastic. Same with uh, the uh, Wind Waker remake. Yeah. Um, like Nintendo has games. put out Mario Super 3D Smash World Brothers. Good. Like Super Smash Brothers, the best version of Rayman Origins is on it. Like they've put, there's been some legit stuff out for it now, but it took a while. Yeah, and that's I'm I'm like, please drop Power PC architecture for fuck's sake, and yes. and just get with the goddamn time so that people will make games for your stupid console. Just do it, Nintendo. Stop being assholes. Well, here's the, the problem. The other two guys They're won not. x86. Just join the party. It's easier for everyone. <laughs> it is. It is. But uh, I think that's they try to kind of bank on that, like being unique. Um, yeah, and that sucks. fucked them. It did. It did. <laughs> that that's their shtick. Honestly, is 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 doing their own thing, and they're often praised for that. And in many ways, sometimes that mentality has worked out well. But when it comes to hardware, I just don't. They're just not in a position for that to be. Yeah, they they think they're you know. Apple, but they're not. 
is, is, is what it is, is they think that they can be the trendsetters ever since the Wii. They were like, we're we're just we're just gonna do this because everybody copied off motion controls. And granted, uh, they, they other people did copy off the second screen thing, and that lasted a whole whopping like six months. Yeah, but yeah, still, boy, did that drop quick? <laughs> who else? Who else did the three D uh, the second screen? Microsoft. Uh, everybody. Uh, Microsoft. Uh, well, Microsoft and Sony both did sort of at a console level. But I remember for the E three, what E three was it? I think it was twenty twelve was the year that every publisher was coming out going, and we have this companion app for your phone that lets you, you know, fly the, okay, fly no, the I, helicopter I in that. the division, which, yeah. by the way, when the division came out, that was nowhere to be seen. Yeah. Nope. Um, uh, every game was supposed to have a companion app that let you do some stupid bullshit thing that nobody cared about. I remember I messed with the Watch Dogs one for a little bit when yep. that came out, and it's, and yeah, it, no one cared, and then they very quickly stopped doing that. <laughs> Well, I know that the Vita you could use as a second screen thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the uh, Vita, and then you could use the what was it? It wasn't. It was a Surface like thing. You could Smart Glass. Smart Glass. Yeah, that was it. That was the name of their their app. There is still a Smart Glass app for like Windows 10 and for iOS and Android that you can use if you want. But there's all there's very few games that take advantage of it anymore. It's mainly just nice for if you accidentally left your controller on the table and you don't want to lean up and grab it, so you can use your phone to to change what videos on YouTube or whatever. That's what I use my Chromecast for. Exactly. I mean, and that was the thing, and and uh, and you know, given how stupidly successful the original Wii ended up being, I mean, it was, you know, the cultural zeitgeist it had was, I think, as much of a fluke as anything. Which I'm guessing Nintendo probably realizes, given how badly the Wii U did. But uh, you know, I, I could see why they could have seen themselves as a trendsetter with how well that went. But now I I'm hoping they've realized that you know I I do hope the NX is. Because Nintendo can't compete just making another run-of-the-mill, you know, standard console with standard ideas. They Microsoft and Sony have got that locked up. They they just, you know, the, the GameCube was a distant third in that generation, which was the last one they tried to punch at that level. So they they can't do that. They have to do something different with the NX, but I hope it's something a little more practical than, you know, hey, here's the, you know, here's a console with a god-awful low-quality tablet with it. And instead, you know, they do something that makes it truly play games differently. Can we talk about how stupid the GameCube was? No, I I don't, that's... I actually really like my GameCube. Can you just send it me, you son of a bitch? So so here's the deal. I like GameCubes. What I'm saying is it was retarded for them to use those little mini discs. Yeah, all right. I don't have any problem with it. I liked a lot of GameCube games. Well, yeah, that but was here's, my main console in that generation. But, was but the, here's the, the here's the problem. They could have said, "Okay, we'll just join everyone else and use DVDs and have four and a half gigs or nine if we do dual layer." But oh, no, yeah. they you decided do know why they did that though, right? Because uh, copy protection and they they're yeah. stupid. It was it was piracy because where the hell do you buy mini DVD or mini? They weren't even DVDs. They were they were CDs. Yeah, they were like. Were they well, they mini- were GD-ROMs, which was like bigger than a CD but less than a DVD. It like, was like it was a kind gig. Of a weird it was like step. one. It was like one point two gigs. It's the it same. Was. It's the same thing that the friggin' uh, Dreamcast tried to do was they created their proprietary format, and it didn't really help piracy that much. I well, mean, their problem with the Dreamcast was they used regular CDs, but their own file system, which people just figured out how to emulate. Nintendo yeah. went, well, let's make discs that don't work in normal normal CD drives. And 
that's how we'll get around it. And it, it did work for them pretty well for a while. But yeah, the like I really like my GameCube, but yeah, the it had limitations in that games that came out on that system either had like in some cases if they were big games on other platforms they came out with either low res assets or were just compressed to hell and gone which yep. uh the yeah. one thing i liked about the gamecube is because of those small discs it loaded like stupid fast compared well, to basically true, yeah. any other system which was nice but and the, the developers who knew how to make games look as good on that as they did on ps2 which there were some um i still think the best version of soul Calibur 2 was on the gamecube mm-hmm. but, right uh, yeah, you know that, that that was really good, but yeah, some <laughs> games got kind of gimped on it or just didn't come out on it because of that too, which kind of sucked. I just I, the whole because they try. I I think they try to be different too, and that was them. They wanted oh, yeah. to make. I mean, they wanted to make the the GameCube really small, which it makes yeah. sense to have that. But on the other hand, eh, just just use normal stuff like like you were saying with switching to x eighty six. Just. Everyone else is doing it. It's really easy. Just switch and everyone will be happy and third-party developers will like you more. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I, oh. I, that's something I hope they, they've learned is just that, yeah, you know, you, you can't... Uh, yeah, you can't, uh, you doing can't your own thing technology-wise is costing you more money and it's yeah. not really helping you. Yeah, you can't, you can't do what... Um, was it? I think it was a guy at uh, Epic or EA. One of those um, said that Nintendo basically released the console uh, to their partners and were like, "Here it is," and, and make games for it. And they were like, "No, <laughs> everyone else is using no. using a completely different processor architecture. They have four times the RAM that you do. Why? Why should we waste any effort on this?" Right. And well, I remember somebody, uh, actually, I think it was one of the guys from 4A, the uh, the Metro la- uh, Metro Last Light people, who was saying when it came out that, yeah, that we got to look at it. And he said the biggest problem is, is that the, he said the GPU in it is actually pretty good, but the CPU is so weak compared to its counterparts that he's like, you know, the kinds of games that we would make, we literally couldn't do on this thing because it's, you know, the CPU would be bottlenecked. Um, well, that's Pro- what, um, Project Cars. Yeah, yeah. Project yeah. Cars, they were like, we tried. We really did. <laughs> couldn't make it work. <laughs> yeah, it, it would just crash the game whenever they tried to run it on the on the Wii U. Because they, they, they got it running at a whopping 24 frames a second or something. You don't need any more than that. Just release it and be like, it's a cinematic experience. Yeah, that's it, what it, EA does. Fine. <laughs> well, that's what fucking uh, the Order 1886 was. Yeah. Um, I do have to say, some of the games that have been released for the Wii U look gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, Pikmin 3 uh, looks yeah. amazing. If you know how to how to do really good art, you don't need you know the highest end graphics technology to have a pretty game. Nintendo has definitely figured that out. Fucking Legend of Zelda, the new one. Yeah, holy yeah. shit, that, that looks I, unreal. <laughs> I I don't want to be a downer though, but how much you want to bet that all the demos that they've been running that have been on NX are? Oh yeah, yeah, those are definitely on oh, the yeah, NX. Absolutely. Yeah, like that's. <laughs> I, 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 I would wager that the 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 Wii U version. Well, supposedly, actually, now um, I know the the videos they showed of it were probably on NX hardware. But according to a lot of the press that was at uh, E3, the demo kiosks that they played were apparently 
like they looked like they were playing on Wii U's and the PR people said, no, 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 this is, these are Wii U's that you're playing on. These are actual Wii U dev hardware. And apparently it still looked pretty, pretty great. So, but I wouldn't be surprised if when it comes out, it has like a much lower, like, like level of detail preset or something like that. I'm thinking that the draw distance is going to be limited. Yeah. I I think that's probably what it's going to be. It'll look similar, but it won't go very far. If it was like an Xbox One thing where they just toned down the resolution as well. That's true. Yeah. Maybe. Um, what's or it's it, like it's 720p on Wii U, it's 1080p on an X or something isn't like there, that. Isn't there a game that will, or is it the Xbox where it will adjust the resolution? Uh, That's Halo on 5. How... It will dynamically scale the yeah. resolution in real time to keep 60 frames a second. Yeah. That, and that it, is I awesome. Actually, I beat Halo 5. It does that incredibly well. Like It's yeah. very hard to notice it. I beat Halo 5 as well, which you can see um, at youtube.com forward slash Reeton, my two reviews, the single player and the multiplayer reviews. Anyway, <laughs> shut up, okay? I board mode back to that game, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually go back and play it again. <laughs> I haven't played that in a while. I wouldn't mind picking it up and playing it with you guys, because I know Aroa yeah. has it. I, yep. I I like a good horde mode, and apparently they've got the uh, they brought firefight back in Halo Five, which awesome. uh, yeah I I I play that. Anyway, could... let's wrap this up. We've been talking for about an hour and a half or an hour and ten minutes. Sorry. So uh, mm. I thank you for being here, Andrew Rowe McFain. Yeah, I, I was here. Uh, Connor Nemesis Cyberpunk Monk Besh. I was here. And Parallax Abstraction, also known as Jerry Corcoran. I've never been anywhere. Okay, so the places that you can find these people, you can find Aroa at Aroa on Twitter, Aroa1337 on Twitch and YouTube. You can also find a couple of his Let's Plays on ReadingEntertainment.com. You can find... Nobody can that website. You can find Parallax Abstraction at PXAbstraction on Twitter. You can al- It's also at PXA Media for his content. Uh, his... Yep. Twitter and or his Twitch and his YouTube, I believe, are both PX Abstraction as well. Correct, they are. Yeah, and the the blog is geekbravado.com, which is where there will be a Mirror's Edge Catalyst review in the next day or two, probably. Yep, and then you have uh, Connor Nemesis Besh or Connor Cyberpunk Monk Besh. You can find him at Cyberpunk underscore Monk, I believe, and I believe mm-hmm. that his Twitch is Cyberpunk underscore Monk as well. The Twitch is just Cyberpunk Punk. Okay, just one word. I'll, I'll always forget that. Oh, sorry, it's the Cyberpunk Punk. The just Cyberpunk. because I was thinking about you when I did that, too. Why? Because I was like, man, Nathan can't get a rower right ever. Hey, Nobody I've, I've gotten him right like six times. <laughs> In 61 podcasts. Yes. 10%. Woo! Hey, less than 10%, like 9.6. Anyway, you can also find... Me at Reeton on Twitter, Reeton on YouTube, and Reeton on Twitch. I know I'm easy. You can also speaking of easy, I'm straight. To a local curb <laughs> sign here. What was that, Aroa? I'm sorry, Connor. I, I said speaking of easy, you can find him at a curbside near you. You're That's a true. slut. He I'm made no, the same joke I did. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, yours was better, Aroa. <laughs> um, and then also, if you scroll down. Uh, we mentioned it earlier, Green Man Gaming. I have a link, referral link. Press on that. Buy something if you want. If you don't, whatever. You're, it's not going to raise the price of your games, but 2% or 5% of the sale will go to me. You can also go 
to uh, the Green Man Gaming stream, which is uh, www.twitch.tv forward slash Green Man Gaming, I believe. And you can watch that every Wednesday from 5 to 8 Pacific time. I will be playing some game, whatever game I choose on the Green Man Gaming stream team, which helps out a bit. You can also find other people like Anti-Tinkerbell, Cosmo the Coder, Magna Gaming, all people that stream throughout the week on the Green Man Gaming stream team. So you'll usually be able to find one or two people throughout the day that are, are streaming on there and, and are good content creators. So I uh, thank you all for being here. Indeed. I did it. Yeah, you made it this week. Uh, is Connor going to say anything? Probably not. Oh, okay. Well, bye. Bye. Bye.